4: the power grab continues yep today the democrats passed a law that would make washington dc the 51st state it was unanimous uh, and the republicans were unanimous too in their opposition to it Uh, the vote was 216 to 208 along party lines And you know about the commission to study the feasibility of putting four more justices on the Supreme Court. And you know that that commission is not going to come out and say that that's a bad idea. They're going to recommend that it's done. They're going to say it's time. I mean, it's just inevitable. So that's next. And you also know that the Democrats hate the Electoral College. They're going to do whatever they can to try to get rid of that. Uh, And let's just say that all three of those things – could happen, that, that, those two things, and packing the Supreme Court. So uh, they, they, they could happen. Uh, and and that, that if all three of those things would happen, the whole concept of a country made up of states that are united but also sovereign would just disappear, it wouldn't exist anymore, which is kind of why we live in a country that's called the United States of America. But if you're in Wyoming or South Dakota, Why would you want to continue to be part of the United States when when the United States have have told you that uh, they don't want you to be part of them? Why would you want to have Sandy Cortez of the Bronx deciding how you're going to live your life? But the Democrats are all about one size fits all. And, uh, they, you know, they'd like the, the federal government to be calling all the shots, including in education. You know, they don't want your school board having anything to say about it. They want Sandy Cortez to decide what you have, what your kids learn in school. They also like to have the federal government decide when you can go to a doctor. They want total control of your life because they know what's best for you better than you know what's best for you. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to Congressman Mike Kelly Of the 16th district in pittsburgh about the democrats power grab and what the republicans can do to stop it and remember yesterday i had the man who's leading the charge to uh form a new state of california break off from the 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 big state and form a state that's not uh run by communists which is pretty much what's happening in california now Well, coming up in our second half hour today, I'm going to have the man who is leading the charge to have Texas secede from the union. Hey, and if you ask me, packing the court, uh, making D.C. a state, eliminating the Electoral College, all that uh, would justify states deciding that they no longer wanted to be part of a union that looks nothing like the union that they joined a couple of centuries ago. We'll talk about that with Congressman Mike Kelly, and we'll talk about the... uh, Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 6-30-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows or us, Pittsburgh.com. That's windows or us, Pittsburgh.com.
1: Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. few moments bring you joy like
0: opening your inbox after you've done your taxes clicking the subject line and reading that one email you've been waiting for so what someone already filed my return during tax season your personal info like your name or social security number is all right there on your tax forms possibly getting emailed and shared more than usual and that could leave you exposed to identity thieves Good thing LifeLock monitors your personal info, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and if you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock helps you keep what's yours. Join today and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART for 25% off at
5: lifelock.com. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID 19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free. Go PestFree.com, promo code PEN. Don't spray in regret, plug in and forget.
1: Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity.
3: The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
4: Well, the Democrats are unanimous on D.C. statehood, at least they are in the House. The bill passed 216 to 208, uh, as I said a minute ago, on a party-line vote. uh, the Democrats and Republicans unanimous for and against. So just more power grabbing by the Democrats who hate the fact that every state gets the same number of senators and that the president isn't elected by popular vote. Mike Kelly represents the 16th district in Pennsylvania. He was one of the no votes. He joins us now. Congressman, thanks for being here.
3: Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on.
4: So uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, who represents D.C. and sponsored the bill, said that With Democrats controlling the House, the Senate, and the White House, she says for the first time, quote, D.C. statehood is within reach. Is she right?
3: Well, I mean, I would just suggest that uh, Ms. Holmes-Martin take a look at her oath of office, uh, which includes the phrase, I will support and defend the Constitution. Uh, If you want to make that change, there's something called an amendment to the Constitution, which is very difficult to do and should be difficult to do. Right. but we're living in a time when people are so unaware of of what is actually contained in the constitution and the safeguards that are put in there and the guardrails that are put in there and I would I would just suggest that for many of us I do believe that it was the divine hand of God it was providential what the United States came up with when they did their constitution there are things in the constitution that need to be looked at. And once you take an oath of office, I don't think you can be as careless and as casual as saying, well, I'm with, yeah, I'm within my oath on certain things, but other things. No, I just don't think so. This is an absolutely, it's an injustice to the, to the framers. It's an injustice to the one and a half million men and women, uh, who gave their lives defending this country and our constitution. And to say that it's time for this to happen, it's absolutely time for people to wake up and smell the burning, because right now this country is burning down. We are turning away from what, whom we've always been, and, and really, John, abandoning the very, the very principles that make America so distinctive throughout the world. The rest of the world looks at us in wonder and says, how did you ever put together a constitution like that that's lasted so long and is so revered? I just wish that was that way all around the world. So I think we're at a very dangerous time right now. And I would ask our listeners, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, John, and I mean this sincerely, I go back to a lot of days when we, all, when we participated in athletics. There's an old saying, and you can't take a day off and you can't take a playoff. You better mm-hmm. run every play like it's the last play you'll ever run and live yeah. every day like it's the last day you'll ever have a chance to make a difference. We are at that point in America right now. This is absolutely incredible. The seizure of power that's taking place right now or attempted seizure without going through our constitution it's one thing to
4: seize power uh, and then um, and go in the other direction and say it's time that we followed the Constitution and then do whatever it is you think it might be benefiting you but also is something that is um, is allowed in the Constitution and, and something that I- exists for the betterment of the country but this is this is tearing down. it's not building up or it's not sustaining, correct?
3: No okay no it, it, it's a violation of everything we believe. It's a violation of everything America has stood for. I mean w- w- listen, upon the completion of the Constitution, somebody asked Benjamin Franklin as he's as he's walking out onto the streets of Philadelphia and said, "What have you created? he said a, a constitution if you can maintain it or a, a republic, if you can retain it. You know, we are a representative republic. We are not, we are not a strict uh, democracy. where just the greater number rules. Even in, in our case, everybody has a voice. What's taking place right now is eliminating the smallest voices or the voices that don't have enough members, and it's going away from our representative republic and saying, we don't agree with that. And you know what? I took an oath of office, but the hell with that. It doesn't. It doesn't meet the standards that I want to live by today. I would just ask those people to please go back, look at their oath of office, and if they can't maintain their oath, then walk away from the position that they took an oath to to uh, to support and defend our Constitution. It is that serious, John. But but here's
4: the thing. Everything you say, I I agree with, and it seems blatantly and glaringly obvious that that you can't just. Um, do this in in Congress. It's got to be done with with a with a, um, with a constitutional amendment. Uh, I mean, Eleanor Holmes Norton. I may disagree with everything she ever has said politically, but she's not a stupid person. Uh, Did these? Did they? Or, or could they even possibly be that ignorant that they the, about the Constitution that they think that they can get away with it without an amendment? And what would lead them to believe you know
3: that? You know, honestly. Uh I've often wondered, and I talk to my colleagues, and I say they can't. What's being proposed right now? They can't actually believe that this is some kind of a, a political bend. There's something here where they're trying to satisfy some branch of whatever it is on the left side with this, and then and then you say, well, what, 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 you know what? They're going way beyond what would be a casual mention of it or or whispering about it. They are now blaring this out, and they want the people, uh, all Americans, to understand they are in power right now. And I think their greatest uh, their greatest problem is whenever they had President Obama in the White House and they had great numbers in the Senate and great number in the House, they feel now that they should have gone farther back then. And if they mm-hmm. ever had the chance to do it again, is to changing their country. I said I think Senator Schumer said what we're going to do if we gain what we need to gain, we are going to transform this country forever. And that's their that's their initiative. I would just hasten to to add, people, because I know where we're from. We're from one of the strongest places in the world, where two rivers merge to form one river, and they're, we're called the Steel City, and there's nothing more m- more demonstrative of, our, of who we are, of everything going into that cauldron, being raised to a temperature to produce a product that's a strange, the strongest element the world has ever known. Why in the world now will we take a look at who we've been and again echoing what i said before one and a half million men and women in uniform have given their lives for us to practice this form of government why turn your back on that now why have a deaf ear to those cries from the past and why look at this as an opportunity to transform the greatest nation the world has ever known into something totally different than what the framers ever intended we're talking
4: to mike kelly he's congressman from the 16th district here in pa um Mike, if the filibuster goes away, does the Constitution still prevent this from happening?
3: Well, again, again, you know, there's rules that are put in place, and there's things that are put in place for a reason. Uh, I would hope, I would hope that the people who take these oaths of office actually understand that what they could be doing could fundamentally change us forever as a nation. Um, John, uh, I would like to say that that we're going to sustain and we're going to get through this. But I, I really, right now, with some of the things that are being proposed, and the other thing is I really, I, I hope our citizens are paying attention to what's actually taking place in front of their eyes right now and understanding you better know who it is that when you go in that ballot box who you cast a vote for and what that vote means as to what it would, should, could do to change a nation that is by far, in, in my estimation, in most of our estimation, the greatest nation the world has ever seen. If
4: uh, D.C. were to become a state tomorrow... How much damage could the Democrats do between now and January 2022? Unlimited. I mean, they, Unlimited.
3: They, 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 there'd be no have restraints? Have, they'll have, John, they'll have some majorities that that we're in the minority right now. And while we can oppose certain things or voice uh, a different way of doing things, we can't stop anything from happening right now. The majority rules, as you, as you know, we have a voice but a voice that sometimes can be silenced, and that's what's taking place right now. You understand that. I think all the our people that listen in understand. While most of these uh, things that are taking place right now, these huge policy changes, they would really be done at a table where we'd have both Republicans and Democrats. Right now, there is no Republican sitting in on any policy discussion that's taking place. Uh, Democrats have decided that they have enough numbers to do what they want to do, and they're doing it. And that says, I, I think that it's, it, it's a sad time for America when we look at how polarized we become. And I would really hope people would back away from the politics of this and say, well, I've been a lifelong Republican or a lifelong Democrat. I would just suggest for most of us, we've been lifelong Americans. What's happening to our country right now is a travesty and turning our, turning our back on all those who came before us and, and worked so hard and fought so hard and gave so much for us to be the greatest nation in the world. And we are turning our backs on who it is that we fundamentally are.
4: Maybe I'm a little cynical, Mike, but uh, I don't believe for a minute that this is about Democrats feeling sorry for the 750,000 uh, residents of Washington D.C. You buying that for a minute?
3: No, no. Listen, this has nothing to do with that. It's uh, look, we know what it's about. It's about power. It's always going to be about power. We've watched it now happening uh, right in front of us. Uh, I, I, I just, I want to tell you, John. I want to thank you for what you're doing. You know, when you look at the, most of the media, they are so complicit with this. And I don't, I start to wonder is where are they actually citizens of? And I think most of them think they're citizens of the world. They don't understand the damage they're doing by actually uh, being in lockstep and never presenting all sides of the story. If you aren't on the air, there's so much censoring being, being uh, taking place right now where our message doesn't get out. And the reason it doesn't get out is because people don't have to put it out the efforts that you put forth every day to instill in our people that they need to understand what I said earlier. We are at a great time of need right now for patriots to stand for uh, stand forward and to look at what's happening to their country. Forget about your party affiliation and look at who you are and the blood that courses through your veins and where that came from. It's just so critical right now that we step up and we meet the challenge that we have the danger, the greatest danger. And you and I know how this works. You cannot forfeit a game and then cry because you lost. You better be on that field and run again, as I said earlier, run every play to the best of your ability every time you have a chance to do that. We need voter participation. We need people getting out and getting the message out and then standing up for what we truly believe as Americans. There's something wrong today that it's really going to be hard to write unless we stay the course and we follow all those in the past that set true north compass for
4: us uh this ties in nicely with adding uh four more justices to the supreme court any chance of of the commission studying that declaring that it's not a good idea
3: well i I think the fact that you say we're gonna we're gonna establish a commission to look at it that pretty much lays the groundwork uh and as Mm -hmm. you and i both know where we are right now with the Supreme Court, if you can change the numbers on that Supreme Court, then you can find a way to circumvent the very Constitution that you and I are talking about. Uh, I will tell you my greatest disappointment this year has been the, United, the Supreme Court of the United States of America opting not to take a look at what happened to some of our vo- voting in some of our states. I think they had an excellent opportunity. The only job that the Supreme Court of the United States has is to look at what the, the undercourts have decided and review those decisions to find out if they, do they actually fit in and do they are they constitutional. And, I, and so I'm saying to you right now, look, the whole purpose of the Supreme Court, they're unelected, right, appointed for a lifetime. That's supposed to take any political nuance out of it. But if you can change the numbers and you can do things that make it impossible— to get the type of decisions based on, on a real look at our Constitution and a supporting and defending the Constitution, then they the chance of something being changed is all the more available. And uh, you look at those numbers, and when it comes down to numbers, if they stack the court, I guarantee you, most of us will rue the day that that happened and, and, and we'll look back on the greatest country the world ever knew and find out, you know, where they destroyed? They destroyed themselves from Rien. The biggest trees that fall in the forest, aren't from an outside force, it's because they rot in the middle, and that's what we're in grave danger of right now.
4: Now, uh, they've they succeeded, and I say they, I guess I include the Democrats and the media helping them. Uh, they've succeeded in making everything about race, so that it's now gotten to the point where if you if you don't agree with this, um, the D.C. becoming a state, uh, the vote on that, it's it can only be because you're a racist and don't care about the 750,000 people living in the city, most of whom I, I think it's a majority of them are black. Uh, and um, and there's the same reason for being against the Electoral College. You're a racist. And I mean, yes, and well. there's just no shaking it anymore. You, 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 That's the first thing you have to defend is your is that you're not a racist before you can even talk about the politics of it.
3: Yeah. Many, of you know, the other side of that coin, you know, the old saying is if you're explaining, you're losing, you're losing the, the conversation. Look, I, I would hope, I would hope that we would look at who it is in our lifetime that raised us, who taught us, who supported us and look at them. And I think for me, I, I look at this and I think if, if every time an issue comes up, it's going to be about race, then we have fallen so far from who we are. I don't know of another country in the world, that is figuring out how to build fences to keep people out as opposed how to build fences to keep people in. Uh, we have always been the most welcoming nation in the world and we have had such tremendous success. Uh, any any example you can give, uh, looking globally, of when, when people have fallen away from the, the true essence of who we are, you can see how a disaster follows. Listen, the idea of race being the determinant, I really, I, I think in my life, my parents raised me, we were colorblind. Uh, it, it didn't matter what your gender was. It didn't matter uh, where you worship or if you didn't worship at all. And I think that's the beauty of the United States. But if you can always flip that card and say, well, that's, this is a racist, this is a racist comment, this is a racist issue, then you have a difficult time because people won't step back from it. They become too embroiled in it. I wish people would stand away from the issue, get a long look at it, and look at who we are as a people. If you can say somewhere in our history, there's another country that would be better for us to go to. I just said, listen, why do, why do people want to come to the United States? Certainly they're not rushing to get here because we're racist. Certainly not coming to get here because we keep people from, from having equal opportunity. Maybe not equal outcome, but equal opportunity. Your rela- you're, 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 you're folks that came here, my folks that came here, all came here for opportunity. I would hope that people would continue to look at the United States of America as that land. That everybody wanted to get to where most of the world wanted to get to because it was better than the place they were in.
4: Hey, Mike, I'm le- I got less than a minute, and I just want to ask you: They're also interested in getting rid of the Electoral College. If all three of these things would happen, what are, are are those three power grabs any more radical than a state deciding that it's time to secede from the union?
3: I don't know. You know, when it comes to, to radical, I think when you talk about look at, uh, there's a reason. There's a reason the founders decided that every single state, regardless of its population, should have something to say about who the president of the United States is. So I thought that was a marvelous thing. And it had to be the hand of God, had to be providential, because men on their own usually don't come up with these kind of ideas. Again, we're a representative republic. Why would we ever change who we've always been and say, if you're from a smaller state with less, less population, you don't have anything to say. We'll look at New York. We'll look at California. We'll look at Illinois. And it's over.
4: Mike? Mike, I'm out of time. Always good to have you on. Keep up the fight there. This stuff is ridiculous. I I appreciate you coming on, though.
3: Too bad. Thanks, John. It's not an option. Thank you for the work you're doing.
4: Thank you. Okay, Mike Kelly, 16th District PA. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republican-backed anti-riot laws cropping up across the country.
3: In Oklahoma, Governor
5: Kevin Stitt signed a bill calling for a year in jail and a $5,000 fine for anyone blocking a public street. The measure also grants criminal and civil immunity to motorists that kill or injure someone while fleeing a riot. Earlier this
3: week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a similar bill which also exempts people who drive over protesters blocking the street while keeping arrested protesters in custody until a first appearance. GOP-controlled legislatures have been considering the so-called anti-riot measures since nationwide demonstrations following George Floyd's murder. I'm Tim McGuire.
1: Stocks turning lower following a report that President Biden will propose a hefty tax on the gains wealthy individuals reap from investments. The Dow down 280 points down the NASDAQ off 113. This is SRN News.
0: When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX.
2: AM 1250, The Answer. AM1250TheAnswer.com. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show.
1: Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Dr. Larry Arnold of Hilldale College joins me to talk about those crucial years before the Revolutionary War. What drove the colonists to break away from the motherland? What is the source of that kind of revolutionary fervor? We'll talk about it on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The answer.
0: Ah, tax season. Opening that confirmation email and. What? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, all the info identity thieves need is on your tax forms. That's why Lifelock monitors your personal information, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and works to fix it if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART.
6: I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynovite, I started seeing
0: Dinovite
1: from d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer wpgp pittsburgh w223cs pittsburgh a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app. smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com
3: stuck in traffic we've got the answer
6: It's been a mostly typical rush hour, but we are especially solid on the inbound Parkway East 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound also seeing a lot of delays from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the Parkway West, really not bad at all. Some minor delays on the inbound side. Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 65 outbound. Some delays to the McKees Rocks Bridge. Forbes Road shut down with construction between Haymaker and Westmoreland Roads. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
2: A.M. 1250, the answer, weather. A
1: freeze warning is in effect from early to mid-Friday morning. For tonight, mainly clear and breezy, there will be a freeze. Expect a low of 32. For tomorrow, partial sunshine, the high 59. Tomorrow night, we'll see mainly cloudy skies with a low of 37. Saturday, cloudy with occasional rain in the afternoon. Saturday, will reach a high of 61. With your Weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: The John Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
4: Well, as we talked about earlier, the Democrats are on the move trying to transform the country. The latest move, a uh, vote today to make D.C. a state, passed the House with every Democrat voting for it, every Republican voting against And So uh, if their power grab is successful, what recourse do red states have? Daniel Miller is the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. He joins us now. Daniel, thanks for being here.
7: Hey, thank you so much for having me on.
4: So, uh, I know what your recourse is. Uh, you're also the author author of a book called "Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union." Let, let's start with the why before we get to the how.
7: Well, I mean, it's uh, honestly turn on the news and see what's happening in Washington D.C., and uh, that'll give you pretty much that'll get you about sixty percent of the way there. But you know, the, in all honesty, this this movement for Texas goes back way before the Biden administration, the current Congress. Uh, you know, what we've seen year on year is an erosion of our state sovereignty, an erosion of our freedoms and liberties. Uh, we've seen inequities in, in the economic situation. Texas overpays anywhere from 103 to $160 billion annually in the federal system. And it goes on and on from there. Uh, so Texas has been on this trajectory uh, for a very long time on its way out the door.
4: So, so how long ago did you decide that it was time to, uh, for a break and to officially start the movement? Yeah, per, on a
7: personal level, uh, I started this process August twenty fourth, 1996. I mean, that, oh. if, if we want to get really specific, uh, but the TNM was founded in 2005 uh, after looking around the world at uh, so many uh, independence movements uh, around the world, so many countries that have gained their independence and looking at how they did it. And and we knew here in Texas for us to get from where we were as a state to becoming a self-governing independent nation, uh, we had to to be a real, legitimate political movement. And since uh, 2005, our organization, the Texas Nationalist Movement, Has grown to uh, outside of the two major political parties, the largest political advocacy organization in Texas.
4: Yeah, I was just going to ask you the difference between how people view your movement now and the response you were getting back in 1995. It's 25 years ago.
7: (laughs) I know. uh, Wow. You know, I I tell people all the time it it, it took, you know, it only took 25 years to become an overnight success. Um, You know, (laughs) it's just. Uh, it's just part and parcel of the, uh, the the movement, you know, the things that, that we have to do uh, to, to get here. But one of the things that we noticed back in 2005 when we really started working this like a political movement is that poll numbers uh, it would poll this. Anytime there was some kind of tongue-in-cheek third-party poll, uh, it would be supported in single digits. But it was not what we were seeing out there as we were interacting with Texas voters. Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, 2009 comes along, there's a research 2000 poll that's conducted, and it showed that right about half of Republicans, uh, almost half of independent voters, 50% of Democrats, were in favor of Texas leading the union. And then 2014 came around, and we were well over a majority of Republicans, right at a majority of independent voters, and over a third of Democrats. So, you know, we we knew... Seeing out, you know, going out there talking to the people of Texas on this issue, we were not seeing that reflected in the poll numbers until we got out there and started doing the hard work and letting people know that this was a real viable option.
4: We're talking to Daniel Miller. He's president of the Texas Nationalist Movement and author of the book Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. Uh, so, is the vote today to make D.C. the fifty-first state just just one more reason to keep pushing? And uh, is that just like they they they're they're doing a commercial for you when they when they try to push stuff like this.
7: Oh, I know. Look, and, and now we can't even catch it as a better economic decision. I mean, you guys get DC, we leave. You don't have to change your flags. Everyone saves money. So uh, you know, if it works, it works out, it works out yeah. quite well. Uh, but you know, all, you know, all kidding aside, I mean, you know, it's 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 become evident. We've seen a, a very radical. Uh, I guess you could say transformation, not to not to crib up you know one of Obama's favorite words, but you know we, we have seen these sort of closeted incrementalism uh, of neo-Marxist policy uh, begin to creep in and now they're unashamed and unapologetic about it. And you know that we, we know that these, the move to DC statehood is all about you know cramming two more senators into the Senate. They've already said that they want to fundamentally, change the makeup of the supreme court uh you know they're talking about abolishing the electoral college and frankly this is not the union that any of our states uh joined uh, at the beginning so they are uh definitely on a fast train and every move they make uh grows our support to the point that we know if we go to a vote on this issue tomorrow we win and we win big
4: I put up on my Twitter feed, uh, by the way, it's at Steiger World. I I, I put it up that I was going to have you on as a guest. And uh, one of my followers uh, responded by saying, well, they better hurry up and do it because by 2024, Texas might be blue. Any worries about that?
7: Uh, You know, I don't know that there's any particular worries about Texas being blue by 2024, I, I think the, the big concern for us is how the federal government is going to change how elections are conducted, so much so that we will not have any faith in the electoral system, in the election system, in what is purportedly a constitutional republic. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, the quote that we saw over and over again during this election from Joseph Stalin, I don't care who votes, it's all about who casts the, who counts the votes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's the concern that we have. So, yeah, you know, we have an attorney general who is aggressively prosecuting voter fraud. Uh, you know, we, we have a slew of, of election integrity bills in the legislature right now. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about that aspect of it as we're, we're shoring up that defense. But the challenge that we've got right now is there is a bill in the Texas legislature that would give Texans a Brexit-style vote on Texas. And we've got establishment politicians that have the same attitude that Joe Biden has, that thinks that we're a bunch of Neanderthals that can't manage our own business. And all we're seeing is the people of Texas wanting a vote on this issue.
4: Yeah, If, if a vote were held today, uh, Daniel, uh, if, you know, if you had a referendum today, what do you think? That, would it be a 50-50 vote? Would it be 60-40? Would it, is it, what, what would it look like?
7: Well, I'll tell you, in, in all of our internal polling, and, and we're still waiting on some, some reliable third-party polling uh, to come out. We've got one in the works being commissioned right now. But our internal polling shows every time we poll this, which is almost on a every week or every two-week basis now, uh, we are consistently double digits ahead of those who want to stay. Um, you know, there was a, a poll recently held down in, in an area that you would think would be solidly Democrat here in Texas. Uh, just to give you some kind of a regional vibe about it. And and we carried it away. Uh, Pro-Texit supporters were well over 60%, and the people that wanted to stay were at about 30%, 32%, somewhere in that ballpark with the remaining uh, part undecided. So, you know, we're seeing those kinds of results everywhere, uh, from the Panhandle right down to the Rio Grande Valley and from El Paso all the way to the Piney Woods of East Texas. Texans are ready for Texit.
4: Amazing. Um, and how has what 's happened since November third affected the movement? Have you seen like a giant jump in support or, or or people contacting you about it and at least curiosity being increased
7: yeah you know it's it's interesting um, for us we we could chart uh, a sort of a growth trend coming in even before november and and I think a lot of that is attributed to uh, you know, the, the Trump's administration and sort of the, the battles that were being fought there with a lot of the political establishment and the two and a half million unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., and, and people here in Texas began to understand what we've been preaching for 15-plus years in the TNM, which is the federal government is not fixable. Um, you know, if, if, it, if it was fixable, then, you know, explain to me the last 60 to 70 years of failure to do so. Uh, The fact of the matter is, is that while the federal government is in a trajectory of of decline, uh, we see Texas on a trajectory to exit and separate it. And look, it's not just Texas. And I think people need to understand that Uh, there are other states, people in other states right now that are asking the same questions that we're asking here in Texas, having the same discussion. And, and I fully expect other states to file similar legislation to the bill that we have uh, right now.
4: Um, what would the border look like uh, with Mexico if Texas became a sovereign nation tomorrow? What would change?
7: Well, let's be honest, it can't get any worse, right? Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, look, I just came back. Uh, I was down in Laredo uh, a couple of weeks ago at, right at the border. And no matter what mainstream media wants to say about this or the federal government, it, there is a crisis down there. Uh, it, it is it is horrific in some instances. It's just flat out frightening in others. So the, the issue with the border is this, is that Texans believe that we can do a better job on the border than the federal government could. I mean, again, you can send a, a bunch of Boy Scout troops down there and fix that border better than what the federal government's doing. But until we get our independence and reclaim our right of self-government repairing the, the issues related to the immigration system and the border are out of reach. The only way that Texas can ever solve its border crisis and uh, fix the broken immigration system is, is by becoming its own self-governing independent nation.
4: Okay, now what about the how? Uh, your book is called, it's Daniel Miller, and the book is called uh, Why and How Texas will leave the union. What would be required? What's the first step? I mean, I know you have the the, the vote uh, in Texas, but you know what? What do you? When do you call up Joe Biden and say we're out? How does that work?
7: Well, look, not until not until that vote is held, right? I can want it all I want to. People can want it, sit in their houses and want it, but it all has to culminate in a vote. Uh, Article One, Section Two of the Texas Constitution puts the power to do this in the hands of the people. So what that means is referendum. So our first step is statutorily we have to get the referendum we have to enact a statute that will give us that vote. Then once we have that vote, we've got to go out, we've got to make our case for Texas, we've got to win that vote, and then we start a transitional process that deals with some constitutional changes, changes to our state constitution, some statutory changes, some international agreements, covenants, uh, you know, multilateral agreements, and then the negotiation process. And, you know, I know that there are a lot of uh, naysayers out there who say the federal government will not allow us to do it. Uh, but, frankly, it's not up to them to allow us to do it. The decision is ultimately up to the people of Texas that will be held, that will be made in a free, fair, and full vote uh, in full accordance with the law.
4: And what does Texas do for currency if you're, if you're, the, sta- if you're the, the nation of Texas? Yeah, it's, it's, um,
7: it's really a transitional issue. I mean, all self-governing independent nations at some point want their own currency, I guess with the exception of the people who signed into the Euro, uh, into the Eurozone. Uh, but, but by and large, self-governing nations want their own currency. So at some point, Texas will want its own currency. Uh, but the thing is, is that Texas is not an act, it's a process, right? In other words, we go to the polls, we vote, nothing changes on that first day. Right? The, the trash is still going to get picked up, uh, you know banking is still going to take place, there's still going to be trade. It, it becomes a, a systematic process of withdrawal and part of that is at some point in the future Texas will want its own currency. Uh, do we have to do it day one? We don't, but the beautiful part is is that Texas is already set up uh, to to uh, essentially we already have everything we need to float our own currency we have multiple sovereign wealth funds we uh, just recently established the texas gold depository uh, right here our state-owned uh, precious metal depository to bring our gold home from that bank in new york uh, so we're, we're uniquely set up to make that happen uh, but frankly again it's not something we have to have done day one we can take our time and get it right
4: what if i have a couple minutes left here with daniel miller he's president of the texas nationalist movement um so, what if I, I live in Texas and I'm on Social Security uh, or Medicare and/or Medicare, and uh, this vote comes up? Why am I voting to? I mean, what, what's going to happen to my Social Security if Texas is no longer part of the United States?
7: Well, look. Current current federal policy says that if you are a federal pension benefit recipient, right, whether that's Social Security or even veterans' benefits. Mm -hmm. current federal policy says that you can you if you earn those benefits you can collect them as long as you don't live in a place like belarus cuba or north korea i think those countries are on the table syria may be on that list as well uh so you know you talk to any expat plenty of people that are retirees on federal pension benefits leave the country and still collect those benefits
4: yeah but they're they're citizens still though aren't they daniel they're still citizens of the united states if you secede, you're no longer a citizen of the United States, are you?
7: Well, actually, it does not change your citizenship status. It you know the, the vote does is not a renunciation of citizenship. So, uh, but you know here's here's what it boils down to: if if the social if the federal government is so horrid uh, that they say, okay, fine, you guys leave. We have just consider the money that you've paid in in all these years stolen. That's not a problem for us. Total federal pension benefits in Texas total about seventy-four billion dollars annually, and that's well below the one hundred and three to one hundred and sixty billion that we're overpaying into the federal system annually, anyway. So, um, you know, Texans take care of Texans, and we'll at least have the money to make that happen, and some.
4: So, would the Cowboys still be in the National Football League? Well, I guess they could just change it to the International Football League, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Longhorns? Hey. What what happens to them? I mean, they you know they have to have their own uh, national championship, the national championship of Texas.
7: Well, you know it's funny. On our website at texitnow dot org, we actually answer the sports question uh, quite a bit. The NCAA uh, has actually begun to allow non U.S. teams into the NCAA. So. Uh, There's already a precedent, you know. I mean, Major League Baseball has teams, you know, Canadian teams. Uh, The NFL would instantly get two more international teams. So, uh, you know, there there are, if you look around the world, you realize that a lot of these things are already policy. This is not nearly as difficult on the transition side as as people make it out to be when you take a a real close look at it with a critical lens.
4: Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. Uh, keep, uh, keep pushing. This, uh, I, 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 I don't hesitate at all to say that th- this is not the l- one bit more radical than what the Democrats are doing. Not And if they get away with it, then I would say uh, have a nice time. I'll see you later. N- th- nice to have you with us for a while, but go have a nice time as your own country because uh, this country would disappear.
7: Well, look, it, it, it's going to happen, and, you know, we always have a, a good spot open. We're a great vacation spot, so, so feel All free right. to come on down.
4: Thank you, Daniel. That's Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. We'll be right back.
0: If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate Saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice.
2: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Meville Park, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to or Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Enjoy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
4: LeBron James is a moron. Pretty good basketball player, but a moron. And uh, he has 50 million followers on Twitter. And uh, what he did, uh, I guess it was yesterday or today, he put up a full picture of the officer who shot uh, Makia Bryant, the 15-year-old girl in Ohio, uh, with, with the words next, next to the picture. And by next, he means, of course, a prison sentence, uh, maybe for a long time, like Derek Chauvin. He expects this guy to be tried for murder. Uh, This is despite the fact that the video clearly shows that Micaiah Bryant, who said, I'm going to stab the F out of you, um, was trying to stab another girl when this police officer shot her and killed her. He did his job, and he saved the life of a black girl. He he he, he killed. It took him. It took killing a black girl to do it, but he saved the life of a black girl. And this moron, LeBron James, puts this cop's picture up and shows it to 50 million people. He should he should apologize like in the next five minutes. But he won't. Uh, he's taken the tweet down, but he hasn't really apologized. And he's a strong candidate for jerk of the week. There are a lot of good candidates. We'll tell you who that is tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. Bye.
1: The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.